correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you feel like there are no villains in this movie. No, I, I think that the sort of person who's portrayed to be the villain is definitely not a villain. And if anyone is the villain, it's the Catholic Church. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, maybe I okay. should. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Welcome to our farewell episode of Bad uh, Movies and Beer. Okay, I apologize. Maybe it was just Mother Teresa, the nun portrayed. Mother Superior? Mother Superior, not, yeah. Mother, Mother Teresa, the oh noted, like, God. charitable, uh, Jesus Yeah, Christ. we're starting really bad here. Mother Ooh. Superior in our movie was not so good. I'm Cooper, and I am not the guy who was saying everything for the last five minutes. So I'm Nolan. Cooper said all that stuff about oh Mother Teresa. Oh, my God, no. Don't put that on me. Welcome to Bad Movies and Beer. This is our holiday episode. We watched, and we are going to talk about a holiday movie. It's Silent Night, Deadly Night. Calling that a holiday movie is perhaps not the best. Not really. <laughs> it was a treasure. It was a holiday treasure, right? It's a it's about Christmas. This is the first time I've ever watched it in, in a roundabout. Uh, yeah, you've never seen yeah, it before. No, this I've never is, seen it this before. is good stuff. So we're gonna watch that. We're gonna talk about that. And we are also drinking a holiday themed beer. What beer is it? This is Ba Humbug. It is by the Witchwood Brewery in Oxfordshire, England. We're going international today. Nice. I'm excited. It looks like it has a lot of spices in it. Yeah, it's uh, for sure some cinnamon, hopefully some nutmeg in there. It's a, it's a holiday-themed beer. We're going to give it a try, and we're going to celebrate this this movie. God damn. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, man. We should probably get into it. Let's open these up. Yeah, let's open them up. Bottles today. Beautiful. I like, I like it. So, uh, you've never seen this before. No, never seen this movie. That's incredible. For some reason, I don't know if it's like a regional thing, but this movie was very popular amongst at least people that I knew in like my high school when we were children. Was it because of all the boobs? Probably. Yeah. Yes. That's how I think it was just like it, it was very controversial subject matter. Actually, the film itself, incredibly controversial. Apparently, when it came out, like it was hugely protest they had to pull it after like two weeks what yeah man in fact uh noted critic gene siskel on the siskel and ebert show yeah that's like a- he listed all of the producers names maybe the director of the show and was just like shame on you what for real man <laughs> that seems like a crazy dick move to uh, shame all these guys it i was mean really like well, they've got Sa- the guy in a santa claus suit is murdering people spoiler alert yeah but it's not a children's movie like no one who no. is going to be oh a child God, is no, going to see not a show. it do not Watch this movie with your children, <laughs> but why? Yeah, I don't understand why. In fact, be so- if the movie's taught us anything, it's that children witnessing horrible events can scar them severely in the future. Yeah, it does kind of ask questions about whether seeing something or ha- like witnessing a traumatic event can affect you for so sure. So we, yeah, we talked about this off mic. Uh, was like was PTSD a thing in the eighties? Because this this movie really like predicts PTSD. Yeah, I was, I don't know, we were wrestling with that a little bit, and I'm not sure. We need to do a little bit of research. I think people probably knew about it, but only in a military case, right? They didn't yeah, they called it, it shell shock. Yeah, and yeah. and it's definitely clear that uh, the characters in this movie are impacted by seeing some horrific events. Yes, yeah, so you can get PTSD from normal everyday events, like watching your family get murdered by a guy in a Santa Claus suit. You know, normal <laughs> stuff. Normal stuff I like know, that. I know, it's hard to laugh at that, but it is true. It's so ridiculous uh, oh, to yes, see Oh, yes, it's a, hard to laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see a, know, uh, a Christmas movie. Santa, yeah. Murder. Okay, so murder yes, uh, we're giving all kinds of spoilers out here, yeah. but that's you know, yeah, it's a spoilerful podcast. If you haven't figured that out Dude, already, yeah, we're like twelve episodes yeah. in at this point. If you if you have never listened before, if you shame on you, I'm gonna pull the shame on you. Oh, shame yes. on you. All right, if you if you haven't waited, if you haven't listened, go listen to some other ones. But yeah, if you if you really want to watch the movie before you hear the podcast, then uh, do it. Please go listen to it. If yeah. not. Feel free to listen and watch along later or listen and watch at the same time. We watched on the very high quality Shout Factory Blu-ray release. Actually, they call it Scream Factory for their horror movies. 
Great release. The th- we, we watched the theatrical version. They also have an unrated version. I didn't know that. There's an unrated as well? There is. I think it's only like three or four minutes longer. It just has like more gore, I think. I don't think it has more boobs. I don't know how it could. There's a lot of boobs in this <laughs> it's movie. It's not possible. I have never I seen so many women's tops ripped off in one fell swoop <laughs> as in this movie. <laughs> they were breasts pulled out of nowhere. There's a lot of boobs in yeah. this movie. Maybe that is why it was so popular when I was Yeah, it's definitely why I figured out your high school issue. Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's uh, let's, let's talk about it, man. The movie starts... With actually, I love the start of this. It's like a, a Christmas wreath slowly like getting larger on the screen while a child sings some Christmas carol, and then all of a sudden there's a it says Silent Night above the wreath. There's a sudden blood splash. It just says Deadly Night, which like God, they just setting the tone right away. They did a good job. Yeah, it was oh, I like love it. very like church choral children singing right it brought you it brought you back to that moment of like very innocent and then very quickly it hit you Ooh, i see you making a reaction over here you had your first taste of bahamba that's spicy that's a spicy beer yeah so we after that we begin christmas eve 1971 little little family car ride we noticed immediately that no one is wearing seat belts in the car the baby is on the mother's lap in the front seat, and nobody is connected to yeah, anything. Yeah, mom safe. doesn't have a seatbelt. Dad, no seatbelt. Kid in the back, no seatbelt. The kid's asking a lot of questions about Santa Claus, and the mom says, Santa Claus is going to bring you a big surprise tonight. Yeah, she was really just trying to get that kid to go to bed on time is how I felt. Like, as a parent, that's what you do. Yeah. You, you try anything to get your kid to go on bed, like, go to bed on time and not push still, it. still ironic the way it all turns out. Oh, God, yes. They, uh, they past the well actually they pull up to the utah mental facility they we zoom in on the signs there's no mistake in where we are um there was seven minutes like zooming in on that utah mental facility <laughs> side. i was like they really want us to know that we're here yeah they're visiting uh the grandpa i guess the, the dad's dad he's in the vegetative state and the parents go to discuss his treatment with the doctor they leave little billy he's the uh sort of older of the two children leave him alone with grandpa which right away you're like, are they going to leave this guy with the fucking grandpa? Yeah, I was freaking out immediately. I was like, you do not leave a little child with a messed up, deranged grand like grandparent. I mean, what's he going to do? He's going to sit there. Of yeah, of course. I, he I is. object to leaving him there on like the kid's going to be bored purposes. You stare at your grandpa, Billy. Yeah. We're going to go talk to this doctor. This for is a horror movie. Long. We knew what was coming. Well, when what happens right away is as soon as the parents leave, grandpa, you see the eyes shift over to Billy. He's kind of wakes up. And then uh, Billy calls for his mom. And the grandpa, the first thing he says is like, she can't help you. No one can. What do you want her for? She can't help you. Nobody can. You're scared, ain't you? You should be. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he gets real dark. He shushes Oh my God, him. he dials it up to yeah, a fucking 11 yeah. right away. And then uh, just like he's tells Billy that Christmas Eve is the scariest night of the year. And the thing about Santa is if you're naughty, he punishes you. And my God, we go back to that well just a dozen times during this movie. Holy shit. That set the tone for sure for where we're going. There was a lot of foreshadowing built into this right here. Tons. And then he asked Billy, what about you, boy? You been good all year long? And Billy's like, no. No. And the grandpa tells him, you're fucked, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't say that, but... No, no, he says, you better run for your life, You see Santa, you better fucking run. Yeah. Run for your life. Parents come back. Grandpa immediately goes back to being comatose. It's time to leave. On the car ride back, Billy tries to tell his parents what grandpa said, but the parents, they're not sure what to believe. They don't know if he really talked or not. The mom dismisses it. Grandpa, grandpa's a crazy old fool. I think she went harder than that. 
she like said some stuff like pretty harsh about him. Whatever he said, Bill, Billy just right away is like, "Ooh, you shouldn't I, have I said goes, that." Naughty mommy said bad oh, things about not, grandpa. Oh, it's not. You can't say things about old people. That's naughty. Yeah. So clearly, grandpa's grandpa's uh, lesson has left a big impression on Billy here. While this is happening, we we see a convenience store, and a guy in a Santa suit is robbing the convenience store. He uh, ends up shooting the guy behind the counter like a few times. He hits him three times too, and then like one in the head for Dead no in the reason. Forehead. Yeah, yeah, and all that for like a lousy thirty-one bucks. He did not get the money he was he was looking for, which directly comes back to affect Billy in a very short order. Yeah, the family's still driving along. They see a car on the road with the hood up. Looks like there's car trouble. It's a guy in a Santa suit. Now we know that he's the robber and murderer from the convenience store. Parents don't know. They just want to stop and help. Billy right away is just like, no, don't do it. Don't stop. Don't stop. But they stop to help. And that was a bad mistake. Santa starts shooting. Right away. Tries to rob the family. Goes to, he does shoot the dad. The dad tries to peel out. Goes for the escape. Good job, but doesn't work out. Santa shoots him dead. Billy fucking bolts. He just runs, hides in a ditch. Smart move by Billy. He's not, not so lucky for mom. Yeah. Billy's not so far away that he can't see his mom getting dragged out of the car. And then uh, here's the first of the top ripoffs in one fell swoop. Yeah. The Santa guy rips her top off and, th- and then slits her throat. It was really weird. We had a bit of a discussion. I said, like, why? What was the purpose of the top pull off? And you're like, it's a horror so, movie. It's a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just, like, it's I kind of bought it. Yeah. Right? I was like, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe he had like other intentions, but decided not to because there was a crime baby and uh, like a kid in a ditch. Yeah, just uh, he just went for the went for, he just went for the murder. Little Ooh. little little brother in the back seat's crying. Billy's hiding, but he can see everything. <sighs> what I didn't get was the Santa was like really desperate, right? Like he kills a guy over thirty one bucks, and then like he shoots them as they peel out, and didn't get anything from them, did he? Like what did he get from this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe he's trying to steal their car. Maybe he really had car trouble. He needed to steal their car. Maybe he's hoping they got a lot of money in the wallet. But like, they, I they, mean, they, he didn't yeah. know the guys only had thirty one bucks. But I I wish I had more motivation behind original Santa murderer. But you know what okay. I think? I think the screenplay needed Billy to witness a traumatic event with a guy in a Santa suit. So that's what we got. He did. We, it was really traumatic. Oh, my God, yes. We we then do have a nice dissolve to an orphanage around Christmas 1974. Billy and his brother are now orphans, obviously. They're living in this orphanage. And all the children are making Christmas drawings. It's time for Billy to show his Christmas drawing. And he goes to put it up on the, uh, on the chalkboard there, and all the kids gasp. Ah, Billy! Not good. What, what was the drawing? It was Santa with knives and axes in him, and they had cut off Rudolph's head. Like it was a graphic Jesus. picture of Santa and his reindeer being slaughtered. It's Billy trying to kill Santa, right? I mean, Santa killed his family. It makes all the sense in the world, and that's what we were saying before. Like, you know, you get you get why this is all happening. The nuns who run the orphanage they don't like it. Sister Margaret, she's the, like the kindly nun. She thinks it's proof that Billy is you know damaged. He's had some he's trauma. Struggling with his trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Mother Superior does not think so though. She just <sighs> thinks that he's a very naughty boy. Fucking Mother Superior. Billy. So she sends she sends Billy to his room. He's in the room watching the kids play. Sister Margaret tells him you should go outside, Billy. But on his way out, he hears a. Uh, he hears some sex noises. <laughs> he didn't know there were sex noises, but he did hear some noises. Well, I, we knew there were sex noises. Yeah, and he yeah. moves towards the keyhole, which is hilarious. I haven't seen a keyhole look through in a movie in a while. <laughs> I actually, I've been in a house one time that actually had like the keyhole. You're lying. That doesn't exist I, in no, real for real, man. It, it was like an older house. We were staying there for someone was getting married, and like the, they put the wedding party up in like this like house, like an old. Was there sex like, behind the door with the keyhole? I mean, I didn't look through a keyhole and see any sex. <laughs> But there were you, you could you, you could look right up. through them. It's a real thing. If you can look right through the keyhole, so that's a real deal. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Anyway, Billy looks through the keyhole and he sees two of like the uh, older teenage orphans having sex. Mother Superior finds them and, oh, man, she shoves Billy out of the way, busts through there, tells them they're evil. It's a devil. And she starts punishing them with like a leather belt, just whipping the shit out of them. Just, just straight belting. Yeah, for sure. The punishment. That's a, that's also the recurring thing here. Then she goes and finds Billy in the yard once he's outside. She explains to Billy that that had to happen because the two of them were naughty. And when you're naughty, you have to be punished. Punishment is absolute. Punishment is necessary. Punishment is good. Yes, Mother Superior. And then what does she do to him? Well, as I was going to say, speaking of which, Billy left his room, so so he's naughty. So she whips him with the fucking belt. See, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the villain here. We got her right here. I mean, he may have made it through what he saw with that Santa if all of this wasn't instilled in him afterwards. I'm not going to defend whipping a child with a belt. <laughs> but, <laughs> Where are you but, going with this? I, like, that, was, that was old school disillusioned. No, you're right. It, we yeah. have developed it, modern psychological... It, it doesn't mean that that didn't contribute significantly to the way oh, that clearly. it really was. Yeah, in uh, this is like... Yeah. They should actually just show this movie in like psychology classes to be like this is this is it right here if you can believe it billy has bad dreams that night flashbacks to the uh to the to the night of his parents murder he actually had a flashback during the the sex scene as well yeah i guess the the dude in the grabbing that lady's breast reminded him of the santa killer and his yeah. mom's breast there was sort of like a shirt ripoff kind of montage again that happens a lot there's a movie. lot of nipples in this yeah. movie billy tries to run from this nightmare but mother superior finds him and then she ties him to the bed that can't be okay no, and then what really got me was afterwards she was bragging to like Sister Margaret, the other nun, about how effective her oh yeah um, she, her God methods were, and I was like, this is an insanely prideful act. I was like, is this not like this is where the villain of the nun comes from in my mind, right? Like she is acting completely beyond what she should be, and she's really contributing to how Billy's going to act later in the movie. Well, she's also just, like, the next morning we see the kids, like, the opening presents, she's just a ray of sunshine. She's just criticizing them for being greedy instead of, like, showing gratitude. And then, yeah, she fires off this monologue to Sister Margaret about how you're going to see Billy's going to sit on, like, she's going to prove it. Billy's going to be fine. In fact, she kind of sets the goal for, like, herself, I guess. Billy is going to sit on Santa's lap, what which f- just has to go in the Bad Idea Hall of Fame. What a fucking horrible idea. You know this is going wrong. This kid is traumatized by Santa's, and you're going to force him <laughs> on the lap out of your own fucking prideful... But like you said, she wants to prove that she yeah, knows her shit, know, man. She so does. she goes to try and put him on the lap. Billy is yeah. very resistant, and he ends up like punching Santa out of his chair. He <laughs> one-punches him. He punches him in the face. He one-punches <laughs> Santa. One of the things I've loved about all the movies is watch is how many one-punches there are. I mean, Santa's head didn't come clean off, but this kid he is had like a bloody... seven years yeah, old. He, he's one seven punches years him old. Out he of the chair. knocks a grown man out of the chair. I listen, I don't, I don't think a seven-year-old can fucking knock a grown man out of a chair, but it happens. Bloody nose, like oh laying God. on the ground whining about what's wrong with him. And then he immediately reverts to like, he's just like rocking back and forth. He says he didn't mean to be knocked please don't punish him but the mother superior she's gonna punish him and we get a freeze frame in the middle of the movie yeah i know this this is something you love freeze frames i like it at the end how did you feel about the mid movie freeze frame i thought it drove home his like anguish and fear of being punished so you so like that, it at any time well i prefer it at yeah. the end. <laughs> put it this way i'm not going to give it an extra point for having a freeze frame in the middle of the movie but you will if there's one at the end always yeah all right Ten years later, Sister Margaret is trying to find a job for the now tall, muscular, handsome young Billy. 1984 Billy, I like to call him. 
they're in a toy store and the guy in the toy store doesn't uh, a boy couldn't handle this job in the stock room it needs a man luckily billy is so big and strapping he sees him and he's like oh fuck yeah you're hired <laughs> so then we get a nice little we get a mid-movie montage of a good work montage yeah i love this it was at regular <laughs> speed so they didn't move anything faster and they had the sweet montage music and Billy was just having a great time being a wonderful employee at a toy store. And I was like, absolutely. He's Billy's turning his shells. life around. This is wonderful. I like, too, how they threw this shit. It is ridiculous. Like, at one point, one of the other employees, uh, Andy, another toy store employee, he's kind of sneaking a little booze with his lunch. Billy turns him down. No, I've got milk. Thank you. So, like, just to show this guy's like the great, like. <laughs> Andy was a fucking douche. He was, but this the point of that. I know, just, yeah, it was to show, show how, how Billy is on the straight. He's a good guy, he's a good guy. Billy. Yeah. He's a good he kid. He was, I, yeah, Billy was a good guy. He, well, he's got a little crush on the uh, the brunette girl he works with. Pamela is her name, we think. Yeah, it's um, Pamela, curly haired. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's kind of got eyes for her. But Andy, the other coworker, the one who was drinking the booze earlier, he's kind of like you know he's got eyes for Pamela himself. He's giving Billy a hard time, kind of harassing him, asking him what his problem is. Yeah, oh, you're always staring off into space, Billy. What's your fucking problem? Yeah, he seemed uh, like a piece of work, that Andy. He did. Uh, he didn't seem like he did anything during the montage, at least. Uh, he's just like, there to Billy he's just there everything. to move things along. Yeah, he was just there. I uh, will say this. like the Everything in the montage, it's all going swimmingly until they unfurl the Merry Christmas banner. Yeah, that banner just set Billy off. It's got and a of picture of Santa Claus. It's, you see it right away. It was so it's happy, too. Billy face. was so happy. And then when Pamela and the boss just start unrolling that, okay, but shit let, just but went here's, So I was thinking about this. If you're Billy, you're now like 17, we think, or 18 or something. You know how calendars work. You must know what month is coming up. You work in a fucking toy store. <laughs> like, you, come on, man. You know there's going to be Christmas decorations. You, you know it's coming, but can you ever get over the fact that your like father was shot and your mother like brutally murdered? I don't think so. And then when it's reinforced over and over again by... Uh, Mother Superior there? Well, sure, yeah. I mean, that's that really is... I mean, you've got the, the, the guy murdering your parents. That's trauma number one. Mother Superior is kind of archaic um, uh, discipline. That's trauma number two. And then he's working in this toy store, which should, I guess, hopefully be a safe space. But at one point, he walks out into the toy store, and he, he's already kind of riled up from Andy harassing him. And he sees the guy in the Santa suit. And sure enough, uh, Billy kind of collapses, and then... Later on, he spends a little time in the stock room listening to the voices in his head. And then, uh, you know. Well, I definitely saw this, and, and I didn't realize at first, but you, we go to a scene where he and Pamela are naked. Yeah. And it looks like they're like prepping to have some intercourse. Seems like though, we jumped right to it. And even it, though that's yeah. naughty, um, he, they show some really hairy body parts. <laughs> <laughs> I, was little, I was like, I guess it is the 80s. Hey, like, like yeah. Sister Margaret said, Billy's, Billy's got a man's body. But then all of a sudden, who comes in here and stabs Pamela? Well, yeah, it turns out this is all a dream. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus, uh, a guy, you see a Santa Claus arm bringing down like a, was it an axe or what was a it? A knife. It was the knife. Yeah. It was a knife. That wakes up the dream. More nightmares for Billy. He wakes up. He's kind of, he's, he's shaking back and forth again. He wants to be good. Don't punish me. Don't punish me. This guy's, uh, he's dealing with some stuff. He's broken, right? Like, he's clearly broken from what's happened before. He's trying to struggle with those sort of, sort of realities of a person growing into a man and the realities of life and trying to battle with what good and bad is in this sort of strange place. In a system that just isn't set up for this. 
No, he's not ready. They don't have no, they don't have not. the necessary really tools to succeed. So we're we're getting close to Christmas now. Oh, God and, damn. and what sets this off right now? What? This is incredible. Yeah. The next, so the next day they're about to they're going to open the toy store. Mister Sims, the owner of the toy store, gets word from one of his employees that there's a problem. Uh, someone can't make it in that day. There's been like, he's been in an accident or something, and it's it's the guy who dresses up as Santa Claus. He can't make it into the store today. So in what has to go down as the worst idea in history, they decide to put Billy in the Santa suit. It's just like they're they're just lining this up. This movie is just laying it all out for you. Like, this, this is exactly how it's gonna go. I wrong. mean, it, you would have suspected this. This is something that was kind of predictable, but it was also necessary, right? Like this was well written in the fact that the worst position you wow. could put this Billy. Well written. Yeah. Well, I know that might be incredible praise, <laughs> but it was it was put into a place where Billy had to do this. This had to be the test to see whether he could get over what was happening to him. It's too big a test. You can't put the guy in a Santa suit. This is a fucking horrible. The dude knows he's from an orphanage. Maybe he doesn't know the backstory, but fuck, man, this is a terrible idea. But they put him in the suit, and immediately he just starts threatening kids. He does. He he sort of, there's a kid squirming all over him, and he, he sort of like, You're being naughty. Right on Santa's lap. I don't bring toys to naughty children. I punish them severely. That's right. And it works, and he doesn't harm oh, yeah, any the, children. The parents but, love him. Yeah, the, oh, what a like, good oh, Santa Claus! My kid's at, actually sitting still for a minute. Yeah, and they all do. They all kind of go through, and he does his job. Like he does, he does. a good and, job as the Santa, <laughs> as the kid Santa. Mister Sims did warn him ahead of time. He's like trying to scare the kids. Some of them think Santa Claus is a little scary. Isn't that silly? Sister Margaret, meanwhile, she calls to kind of check in on him. Calls the toy store to see how he's doing. And uh, Andy, again, that guy from before. Tells her, oh, you know, she calls the stock room and he's like, yeah, he doesn't work in the stock room anymore. You know where he is now. He's Santa Claus now. And Sister Margaret correctly is like, that might be a problem. She drops an oh fuck. She did not. <laughs> she didn't, Those but that's what she wanted to say in her head, right? Like you see it on her face. She drops yeah, her that face, as like, her face, her face an is an oh fuck for the sure. Like, the nun did not actually You made him oh Santa? Fuck. Really? What's your problem with the Catholic Church? No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's uh, good. We're not- so she... <laughs> Oh. oh god damn it so she knows this is maybe going to be a problem they get the last of the kids out of there it's the end of the day uh on the last day i guess before christmas and to celebrate mr sims is like there we go we're closed let's get shit-faced <laughs> yeah he says seven o'clock time to get shit-faced it was amazing and they break out the booze man all the employees are having a little booze uh, speaking of which he's clearly giving alcohol to underage children Oh, yeah, he does not give a fuck. He brings yeah. out like four bottles of booze. One of them is clearly scotch, and then I'm not sure what the others were. Yeah, There's some know. clear liquors there. You know what I am sure of is that uh, Pamela, Andy, and Billy are definitely not 21. No, they shouldn't be drinking. Not even Absolutely. a little bit, but no. he is yeah. just pumping them with booze. No yeah. problem there. I, I asked myself, is this how they lived in the 80s? Was just how life was like there didn't seem to be anything weird with it like in this movie there's a lot of mus- musical cues when things are going wrong god the music can we just talk about the music in the movie okay yeah it's incredible yeah oh yeah like they do the synth really well for getting you ready for what's going to happen there was no musical cues telling me that underage drinking was a problem so i feel like <laughs> the 80s was, this is just what they did right like they close up the store for christmas and then just yeah. bring out the bottles of liquor and everyone would just get fucked up they are and then and then andy makes his move on pamela so he kind of lures her to the back of the store billy uh meanwhile gets triggered by mr sims because mr sims is 
you know, ask him what he's thinking about. He's like his parents. Mr. Sims like, that's good. You should think about your parents on Christmas. And then Billy's like, my parents are dead. And he's just like, whoop. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I wish he had said Santa murdered my parents, but it didn't happen. Yeah. I, like I was hoping that was going to come out. But so then, so then right. Mr. Sims is uh, way to exercise himself from this awkward situation is to be like, well, Santa, you got a long night ahead of yourself. And Billy's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, Santa Claus, it's Christmas Eve. You know what you do on Christmas Eve? And this is what like really snaps him. This is where yeah. it's like, oh he yeah, knows, I do. I do know what Santa I gotta does. Gotta go fucking punish oh, all fuck, those he punishes people. Absolutely. Yeah. Holy so the shit. first people he punishes, he goes back in the room and he finds he finds Andy and Andy's getting Andy's getting a little bit rough with Pamela. Yeah, they're back there together. And at first, Pamela wants to be there, and then she starts resisting. And with one no, should have been enough, but lots of no's, and he rips her shirt. Shirt off. rip again. We yeah, just, immediately. This is a one handed. shirt rips. And, and there is no bras in any of the women in this. No one's wearing yeah, a bra. Not a single one. So all it takes is one single swoop of a hand, and there's breasts everywhere. You're just going from shirt to tits. There's no, there's no bra. And I mean, I guess that's the point of the like. This is why you and your friends watch this movie at a tender Don't age. Don't put this on me. <laughs> Don't put this movie. On me. Listen, <laughs> but that's that's what it was all about for you. I assume. Oh, listen, I assume I, it was not for the Santa mystery. Or actually, no, it, it was more for you know when you're when you're a kid watching a horror movie, it's like I'm gonna watch someone die. I'm gonna watch like blood. There's gonna be like this is this is a mature content. You don't the boobs what? are the boobs. I would are, rather you've watched it for the boobs than the. I death. didn't know there were gonna be boobs. I knew someone's. It's Silent Night, Deadly Night. You know someone's gonna die. Yeah. It's not called Silent Night, Ordinary Night. I guess so. No, but the boobs are the the boobs are the whipped cream on the yeah, Sunday. That's fair. So Perv Andy is clearly doing stuff to Pam that he shouldn't be doing in the back. Billy sees it. He does not like it. So he has his flashbacks. He snaps. And then he uh, hangs Andy one-handed from some Christmas lights. Yeah, this was insane. So he picks up Andy. Andy was not a big guy compared to him. And we know that Billy's kind of like a strapping young lad. But he picks him up with one hand. Chokes him out with the Christmas lights, and then for some reason, blood starts oh God, spurting so out, out of nowhere. You're like, "What the hell? Why is there so much blood? This it's was, just pouring yeah. out of Andy." This was an unnecessary side or like technical part of the movie. Like, if they made it today, there certainly wouldn't be blood on a choke. I think this it lo- it looks better with the blood, but it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Now we should also mention that before or as he's strangling him, he says, "Naughty." Oh, God, yes. So we're clear that we know that Andy has been naughty. It appears that he's not okay with sex, like, or sort of, or certainly wasn't okay with... with Billy wasn't okay with sex, and he wasn't okay with, like, Andy pushing sex on Pamela, which is kind of fair, right? Like, I wasn't upset. Like, I mean, no one should be murdering someone else, but I wasn't upset at Billy for what he did right here. You're saying the murder was entirely justified. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Andy wasn't no, I'm just like I mean Andy was a douche so was. it was kind but, of like but then okay but then this is so this is the weird part about the movie right this is where Billy starts murdering yeah and I'm not really mad at Billy Billy is yeah. just doing what he's learned like well he it's is, because you understand it it's they yeah. make it very clear Billy was not born a monster he was made a monster yeah he was made a monster and so I'm not angry at him and I'm like. Andy kind of deserved it. He was a douche at work. He tried to rape he Pamela. He was a douche at work. He, tried he deserved to, rape to die. Pamela. I was like, I mean, it was and, a little okay, bit and yet, and yet, you know who is mad at Billy? Pamela. Yeah, well, this is Pamela's fucked up. Pamela's mad at Bert, Billy. She calls him crazy, but he tells Pamela, you know, punishment is necessary. It is good. And then he kills her with a box cutter. Yeah, this happened. <laughs> this, this happened really fast. It goes from her being mad that he murdered the guy trying to rape her to murdering her and i'm just like Holy what did she shit. do wrong what did she, she do wrong she got mad at being protected from being raped i don't know 
That's my point. This is where your Billy so, is not a um, mo- so, This is where so your I'm okay with Billy. Pamela, is, Pamela is probably the character in the movie who gets murdered by Billy that I'm the most upset about. Uh, that's not the case for me, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, Mr. Sims comes back to investigate where everybody is, and he gets a hammer to the skull this right is the, away. This is the crazy drunk it's owner kind of, a, of IRA toys, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's IRA toys, man. Iris toys. What are you talking about? Is, is that run by the goddamn Irish... Resistance Republic army, is yeah, that yeah, what, yeah. Republic? I, yeah. don't I don't know. I don't know. Politics. Yeah, it's Iris Toys. Yeah, it's the owner of Iris Toys, and he is like a sleaze bag. So I wasn't upset that he got murdered. He gets a. Why is he a sleaze bag? He's constantly trying to take advantage of his employees. How? He was trying to have sex with his other employee earlier in the movie. Yeah, but she's an adult. At least she's not one of the teenagers. Yeah, but I he mean, just he was fed pumping the teenagers the teen- alcohol. Yeah. This guy is an asshole. He gets he gets like a low grade scat man. He's all, yeah, he is very Scatman in the well, movie. In the, well, like in, yeah. in the Shining, of course, Scatman Crothers is like looking for people. Hello, hello, yeah. hello, and he gets the axe to the chest. He gets a low grade Scatman. He's looking for everyone. Where is everybody? He gets a hammer to the forehead. Yeah, but he he was not like I did not feel bad for this character. Well, he's dead, so you don't feel bad for him anymore. Well, uh, hold now, on, yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say this is where we start getting the picture of the death scenes. They, uh, there's a lot of quick cuts and like zoom, like kind of like zooming cuts to get close ups of these dead bodies, and it's really it's pretty tremendous. They did a really good job on those. I now, think that's we, one of the best parts of their sort of filming. Yeah, of it's this good, movie. and we get the first couple because uh, Mr. Sims was kind of he was kind of macking on a lady a little bit there. When, yeah. Maybe the employee, maybe not. But she now goes like, "Mr. Sims, where are you, Mr. Sims?" She finds him, and we get this like zooming cut of him with the hammer just in his head and him dead. It's pretty glorious. It's not bad. She yeah. she tries to escape and call the cops, but Billy uh, grabs it like a, a fire axe off the wall that we actually see earlier. We saw it in the movie. You're like, oh, he's gonna use that axe, and I'm like, that's yeah, he, he did. He cuts the cord <laughs> for the phone with the axe. She runs. Billy's stalking her, um, and as he's stalking her, he recites the night before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas. Oh yeah, that. this was that was pretty awesome. I love that touch. They take out that that sort of like classic poem, and he reads it as he's sneaking through. The bells on his Santa suit are kind of jingling, jingling quietly for sure. as he's moving his way through. Now she, as he's trying to catch her, he gets kind of fooled by. I think she had like a hat or something, but it had like mistletoe. So he sees the, like the mistletoe or the hat. And assumes it's her, swings an axe to hit it, but it's just a bunch of boxes with like the mistletoe on top. She kind of gets the drop on him. She dumps a bunch of boxes on him, causes him to drop the axe. She grabs the axe and runs, and she's about to like use the axe to smash through the window, but she kind of winds up a couple times for some reason. Just- yeah, I don't know why she pump faked that window. That was a pretty balls move. <laughs> she <laughs> she could time. She could have put herself through that window and out that door before it was too late. Now, in one of my favorite moments in the movie. Billy just steps out with the fucking bow and arrow. <laughs> he just, he just, he just archers her right. He just fucking. He was dead fucking shot. Robin Hood. He dead went shot. straight through her heart. Oh my from god! The back. He did not hit a single rib. Like this guy has been doing Wait, archery all, for the rest, like his entire life. Maybe they, maybe they stock bows and arrows in the toy store, but I'm sure they aren't unwrapped. This all happens in like 15 seconds. Where does he get it? How does he unwrap it so quickly? And how is he such a good shot? They got, they got just, archery yeah. range at the orphanage. I was really impressed with his archery skills. That's all I can say. Oh, Billy, man. as the hero of this movie, like <laughs> he's hero. a fucking great Jesus archer. Jesus Christ! He just fucking downs this horrible on, woman who deserved it because what of something. What did she do? She, uh, she was a She's part a of all of this. Consenting adult, just trying to enjoy the company of Mister Sims. No, she was so supportive of giving alcohol to minors. This, she was just taking this right from here is one of the murders that I am most uncomfortable with. Really, I was fine with her more than Pamela. Yeah. Like. Pamela's drinking underage. That's strike one. No, like Pamela, I felt bad for her. I felt like 
she had made life choices that led her to be here. What are you talking about? What middle-aged about? woman needs to be there with the owner of that and like she try works to get in the toys? Don't be grudging. She had a ring on her finger. She was like, did she? Yeah, no, she did. She did. Yeah, she was an adulteress. Fuck out of here. She was an adulteress. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. I'm gonna watch this movie again and look for rings. I did not see a ring. <laughs> That's some horse shit right there. We get some more of those quick cuts and like death shots that are really well done. Now we actually get a great cut here. We cut to like uh, nutcrackers in the toy store with their mouths open. Yeah. And then we cut to a choir singing. It's it's a great fucking they cut. They did do a really good job well of done, editors. using the mouths and the, the like choir singing to make a That's creepy great, moment. Great shit. Yeah, we get, I we get that too. an interior of the house. There's a babysitter and like her boyfriend. They're going to bang on a pool table. All of a sudden, the I don't know if she's a babysitter, like an older sister, but like the little kid comes and starts coming down the stairs. She's, uh, you know, wants to be awake when Santa Claus comes. And she tries to kind of like come downstairs to where they're on the pool. They tell her not to come downstairs, tell her to go to bed. Why Why didn't they want her to come downstairs? Because they're going to have sex on the pool table. I just said that. Oh, yeah. Because there was a lot of immediate. We've got more like, nudity. Nudity. Tip. More. Out kind of action here. But this is a great line in this movie because she says to her, if you're bad, Santa won't come. And what does the boyfriend say? He's not the only one. <laughs> uh, that's good shit man yeah that was fairly clever there was going to be no coming for either the two on the pool table if, I would, <laughs> if the little kid came down you're right oh, damn it so the kid leaves they get back to it but then they pause because the 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 babysitter the older sister the girl whoever she is she hears what sounds like the cat's collar jingling yeah, at, the door. Else at the door so yeah. she goes to look for the cat she's looking the cat's not okay she says to the cat well you're on your own then until Christmas morning all of a sudden out of nowhere Billy in the Santa suit, punish. Hold on. Before Billy comes, the cat comes in. I'm sorry. She yes. Saves the, it, cat so the cat does cat comes in. in. She, she hears says, the you the cat. She shuts the door. So Billy and then shows he up. busts through that door like the Kool-Aid man. It, it was, yeah, it was the weakest door ever. It was made from like the most fragile, what? He breathes on the door. It explodes. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. He puts the axe through and he loses grip of it because it breaks so easily. He just busts through. Yeah tries to kill her with the axe she runs he throws the axe it misses but it lodges in the wall he eventually grabs her and then he this is graphic yeah god damn he's looking for something to kill her with he sees a like a deer head on the wall with the antlers he picks her up and he jams her through the antlers yeah he impaled her to death on the antlers on her fucking wall what a tremendous horror movie death. And through her stomach, too, which is gruesome, right? Like, that's one of the m- most painful ways to go, I would assume. Okay, so so here's my question, though, at this point. As I'm watching this, uh, again, it's a great horror movie death. But I'm like, how did he find this house? Why, why is he punishing her? I wrote this down, too. I was like, why did he choose this house? What did he know? Like, Why is she he, naughty? Is was, it because she, she opens the door with her tits out? Is that why? Well, yeah. Was she having sex with someone on a pool table? And is that enough but we don't, to legitimize you being murdered? Yeah, but we don't see him like seeing that. If we had like a point of view shot where it's no, like... No, I agree. I it. think this is the biggest misstep in the conversation of this movie. This is the death I have the most problem with. Okay, I agree with you. I think her death is the most problematic. Like if, if it's just that she opened the door with no top... That's fine. Like whatever. It's her own house. Yeah, she can be in her own you house. You can be topless top. in your own house. She can have sex with someone on her pool table. Like that's fine. Like well, that shouldn't be but, a problem. You know, Why again, you well they're teenagers. You know it's what? Well, sorry, I, I'm not well. You knowing, but like in terms of the time, like the era, yeah. maybe they're like fornication. I don't know. Well, that that is the issue that came across in this movie that was weird. It did seem like sex was something that was 
evil or bad or it shouldn't be happening. My problem is just that you don't. We don't know that he ever sees them doing it. Like as yeah. far as we know, How do, what's she the just opens a door it? and yeah. he's there to kill her. Which was like, this for just me a, is a justification problem. to see more boobs and to kill someone who had boobs out? I mean, yes. Are you, yeah. Are you going to object to that? I mean, this is why you watch the movie. As, <laughs> as this is why this is why twelve year old me. This is why twelve year old you watch the movie. I agree. Uh, Anyway, she's dead now, but her boyfriend comes upstairs to investigate. He and this part fucking kills me. He deserved it. He's he's fucking like garbage. Denise, Denise, Denise. He walks right past her impaled body. There is no way that he would have walked into that room and not seen her hanging from the deer antlers. Blood dripped onto him Which as he walked by. Can those deer antlers even support her weight? There's no fucking way. When you put up a deer head in your wall, you don't reinforce it for like 120 it's, it's pounds. It's really or well mounted. It's really well mounted. <laughs> Apparently yeah. so. But he walks right past her, then sees her. There's some incredible music in this scene also. Billy shows up, punished. They start fighting. He knocks Billy down the stairs with like a fire fireplace poker. And then instead of calling 911, he calls the operator. <laughs> yeah, so this is weird. One, their fight sucked. Billy was so strong. <laughs> I was not good. This guy with his like fire poker downs Billy in like two brutal swings that anyone could have dodged and then he tries to call the operator was this standard practice in 1984 and okay i was actually thinking about this now and here's the thing i guess technically dialing zero is less like you're dialing less than 911 it's Except only one number you have three. to wait until you get connected to the police well that is true i mean it didn't Wouldn't work 911 <laughs> directly get you to the police well, it'll get you to emergency response, but not necessarily the police. They'll have to then direct you to the police. It's kind of six of one, half dozen of I would have rather anyone showed up if, like, Santa was trying to murder me. Firefighters? Sure. They have axes. Either way, it doesn't work out for the guy. Billy ends up punishing him, chokes him with the phone cord, and then throws him out a window. And, oh, my God, this dude gets a giant piece of glass lodged in his midsection and also one in his face. Yeah, that might have been one of the best sort of cut death scenes. Is God damn. That piece of glass in his chest and the one in his face are glorious. Like It was face. really well done. Whoever did the death scenes in this movie... I'm going to applaud you. Like they I were the, really, really good. The editors did a tremendous job. We yeah, oh, so, really well edited. And I now, really like uh, it. Yeah. Now, and this is this for me the most tense moment of the movie, because the little sister, the kid who's being like babysat, she comes back. Well, it is amazing that she didn't wake Ooh. up through any of the murders, but, but she wakes up. Yeah. She's awake now. Yeah. Santa Claus, and I'm just like, oh fuck. And Santa Claus, Billy, asks her if she's been good. And she has, thank God, because if, <laughs> I did not want to watch a fucking six-year-old get murdered in this movie. This was super tense. Um, I This is like the same moment for me in some, a lot of the other movies you've watched where that child gets involved and they sort of build that, are they going to kill them or not? And well, you're the, a father. Yeah. Well, and it, I will tell you that becoming a parent has changed the way I view those scenes for sure. Yeah. And I wait, was... Sorry, wait. When you, were, when you were not a father, you were all right with watching children get I murdered? wasn't all right, but there is different, <laughs> there's a different level investment in whether that child dies because I think no, you're man, able to empathize yeah, more. It, this was, this yeah. was a tense moment. And, and I was like, he's not going to hurt her. I knew that Billy was going to be okay here, yeah. and he didn't. He didn't hurt her. He gave her a fucked up gift, yes. He gives her the box cutter that he killed uh, Pamela with. He gives her a fucking murder weapon. And I'll tell you something else. When they dust that box cutter for Prince, she's going to jail <laughs> for the murder. No, I'm just kidding. That was fucked up. Yeah. Um, the re like how she accepted it was also kind of weird. She was like, thanks, Santa, for what my gonna, box What are you going to fucking cutters? say? Your older sister is impaled on some deer well, she antlers. Didn't see their like, death. Right, like you. at least he got out of there before she saw the dead well, Except bodies. when he leaves, you hear her being like, Denise? Well, Denise, this where is are a you? good question, right? Now, oh, do she we, finds the dead body. Does she become a murderer? 
So I don't based think on so. this movie, right? Like based on the well, things we've seen. At least she won't become a Santa Claus theme murderer because he was nice to her. He gave her that box cutter. But maybe he <laughs> meant that to be her murder weapon as she oh, moves Jesus. forward as Murder Santa. You know what? Centrist. I think there's actually been, we should look into this because there's been multiple sequels. And if one of them is a girl killing people with a box yeah. cutter, we might have something here. Okay. I want to see this. The cops are looking for Santa. They, as they're driving by in their patrol car, they see a guy climbing into a house with a ladder. So they bust in there with their guns drawn. Turns out it's just a dad. But elsewhere, there's another cop car, and Billy has to run and dive into a ditch to avoid that cop car, which you pointed out is actually in keeping with his character. Yeah, that's the second time he's used a ditch to sort of save him from getting caught yeah. or murdered. Yeah, worked yeah. for him before. I worked for him again. Yeah. Then we have two sledders that are out there enjoying the virgin snow. Yeah, this was so <laughs> fucked up. Why did, so we, why did we go to two like teenagers sledding in the woods? First of all... What teenagers go out at night and decide it's time to toboggan? I've gone sledding at night. Toboggan? Listen to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, they bring their special sleds out. They're talking shit to each other. And then two other... Okay, so hang on. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Teenagers talking shit to each other is not unusual. Well, that's fair. If anything, that is a realistic depiction okay. of teenagers. So, one, so, of the, one of them mentions the Virgin Snow. The other one's like... It's the only kind you'll ever get. Okay, so they built that in for the joke. The problem I had with that is that the snow was trampled all over and that people had clearly toboggan down that same track like a hundred times. So your problem was that it was not actually virgin snow? Yes, which makes me angry as an ex-snowboarder. <laughs> what, really? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, goddamn. Okay. Virgin snow is, you can't be, that snow can't be tread on. So that's fine. So those two were there, and then who shows up while they're about to go down the hill? So we, we get, I think they're on someone else's property. They seem very nervous about being there, which if it was just like a regular trailer or forest, they probably wouldn't care. And then we get two very older teens and i'm using teens generously like we figured one of the guys looks 30 and one of them looks 40 in fact when he was talking to the younger kid we're like is that his dad he's like he's so much older yeah but when you say teens you mean 30 and 40 somethings well they take the sleds anyway and they go to go down the hill the first guy gets down the hill okay but the second guy as he's going as he's sledding we hear the naughty billy steps out fucking axes him and this is a, a just a tremendous moment the sled comes down the hill, no head on the body. And then you see the head of the douchey 40-year-old teenager rolling down after him. It was fantastic. I was happy about this. It's just great yeah, stuff. I was like, Billy, great good work. Stuff. The guy deserved it. He was an asshole. Nobody needs him. You steal someone's sled, you're fucking naughty. Yeah, what an asshole. Who great. steals you someone's know what, sled though, on Christmas kid, Eve? For that kid at the bottom, the head comes down. Great stuff. Yeah, that was pretty, like, it was the most unnecessary scene in the entire movie, but it was also, like, kind of hilarious. I liked it a lot. It, it was <laughs> unnecessary, but I'm still a fan. And you know what? Goddamn. You know me in the run times. This movie caps out at 80 <laughs> minutes, so they needed this scene. Yeah, this they pushed it to 80 minutes. It would have we, been a 74-minute oh film. We barely got this. past 80. Yeah, Are you kidding yeah, me? you're right. Forget 90. We see Sister Margaret. She's sleeping at like the police station. She wakes up when the detective comes in. She wants to know if there's been any news, and he tells her it's all, it is all bad. The, there's been multiple murders. The cops have nothing. But she's like, you know, you don't understand. I understand this boy. So the detective's like, well, maybe you can predict what's going to happen. And then she realized, oh, we can predict the next one. Oh, my Lord, he's going to go to the orphanage. Mother Superior deserves it. Wow, man. So we, we we cut to the orphanage. All the kids are opening their presents. One girl's gotten like a lovely doll. She's pretending like the doll's having a phone conversation. 
Then she has to go because Santa's going to come. She leaves with the doll, but she leaves the phone off the hook so they can't call. They can't contact the orphanage, and they're trying to, but they can't get through. The line is busy. How unfortunate. Really, that's really, really sad. There's no way that Billy's going to hurt any of those kids. He only wants after that woman who beat him and made him who he is. I love that at this point, you are rooting for the insane axe murderer. I absolutely am on Billy's team at this point in the movie. I like, oh I'm like. i just God. like, Billy, you get her because she deserves it. I mean, her, it, it, <laughs> there's no justification about I, yeah, how I you feel. You know what? It's funny. I there's, want to try to defend this, but I You want to support me, but there is no justification. That well, is I don't just think axe murder is ever the answer. Well, I agree. The best, yeah, yeah, the best right, revenge right. is living well. <laughs> Billy should become uh, a lawyer or something. She got a nice house. A lawyer? Nice yeah, yeah. That'll Both of us her. needed to step away from the mic <laughs> after that comment. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, All right. The detective and Sister Margaret, they race to the orphanage, and he sends out on the fucking, uh, on the intercom there. It's not the intercom. What do you call it? Whatever. The radio. Shoot to kill. The police radio, yes. Which uh, uh, Santa actually shows up at the orphanage, and one cop is there. He sees the Santa, tells him to, you know, stop, get back. Guy doesn't listen, keeps walking towards the kids, so he shoots them multiple times in the back, but they find out it's not Billy. Nope, he just killed the wrong Santa. And when they when they, this part's fucking incredible. When they get on the radio to like the detective and sister Margaret, he's like, Yeah, it wasn't Billy, it's some guy in his fifties. And she's like, Oh god, that was the Santa that we got to come visit the kids this year. And the cop was like, Well, he didn't stop when I told him to stop. And sister Margaret's like, Well, of course not, he's deaf. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, so of course the, the police officer who they pulled straight out of Fargo shoots the deaf Santa in the back in front of all the orphanage children. So we're talking about a movie where, like, poor Billy is scarred from witnessing Santa murdering all these people. All of these children God see a police officer murder Santa in front of them. Like three shots in the back to deaf Santa. I just love that they just throw their these deaf. I'm not. I want to be clear. I am not laughing at the deaf. But just You're like not? they just throw that in out of nowhere. Oh yeah, he's deaf. I mean, of it, course, well, of course. It explains. Oh, well, of course, you didn't listen. It explains why you didn't listen. God damn it! Was they, it too oh, simple fuck, an answer? Man. Yes, it was. It was oh, too simple an answer. But it's incredible. Just, yeah. So the guy out of Fargo shoots the deaf Santa in the back. He dies. Murdered in front of all of these orphans. No, not all. There's just some of them. Most of the just orphans. The, no, like three or four. There's more than four there. But they go inside afterwards. Right. After so the, now, the, the now they're just waiting. Inside. The yeah. cop is there. He's going to patrol the perimeter. They're waiting. Mother Superior asks one of the children to get her pitch pipe. They're going to sing some carols to kill time. The kid she asks to get the pitch pipe... Billy's little brother, the baby during the murder. That's right. Yeah. And He's she makes still in the orphanage. She makes a comment about how much better he is than Billy. Such a good boy. Nothing like his brother. Um. So the cops check in the perimeter. All of a sudden, he hears his cellar door creaking. Very suspicious. The cop goes to investigate. He walks down to the cellar. It's very creepy. There's nothing there. So he walks back up the stairs, and he gets scatmanned. Yeah, this is beautiful. This stupid cop who shoots the deaf Santa in the back gets axed right in the fucking chest. And a goes full scat man. Just a complete yeah. scat man. Billy, of course, naughty. Says naughty again. Naughty. Cop's done. Yeah. Now we get a just a beautiful shot of Billy's axe. It's dripping blood. And then this part fucking killed me. I love it. He cuts the head off a snowman, which is a beautiful touch. He's walking by a snowman, axes off the head. Yeah, I mean, that was a good moment, for sure. It's great stuff. He gets to the window. A kid sees Santa, goes to open the door. Mother, Mother Superior's like, no, no, no. 
too late. Kid opens the door. Billy's inside. Mother Superior tries to snap him out of his like murderous uh, mindset by telling him, there is no Santa Claus. There is no Santa Claus. Billy, not having it, he's too far gone. Naughty, he says, raises the axe up to kill Mother Superior, and then he's shot in the back multiple times by the detective with Sister Margaret. He falls dead. Sister Margaret goes to check on him. She's devastated by this turn of events. She remembers him as the innocent young child from earlier. She understands his trauma, but Billy, that's going to be it for him. Oh, man. I was pissed. I wanted to see Billy take out Mother Superior. I can tell. God. I, I did not like this part of the ending. I, I saw it coming. Um, the slow-mo piano told me it was about to happen. Um, but I was frustrated that it did. I was like, that Mother Superior abused him and so many of the other children there and created who he was. She deserved to go. God damn, man. I, like, you're, you realize you are literally being like, I wish that nun got murdered. It sounds bad. It sounds really bad. <laughs> it sounds really bad. Jesus. But in watching it, these were the feelings that were going through me. Uh, I was definitely on Team Billy. I didn't like some of the choices he made, but I understood where his choices came from. Now, before before Billy dies, yes, he get he fires off one more one more line. He looks at the children and he says to them, "You're safe now, Santa Claus." God. And then, I gotta tell you, <laughs> they. This is honestly one of the best endings to a movie I have ever seen in my life. We get the picture, the shot of the axe on the ground, and you. And they start to tilt up, and you see a, like a child's feet by the axe. You they, know who is they, they tilt are. up? It's Billy's little brother. Yeah, and he looks fucking pissed. And he is glaring at Mother Superior, just glaring at her. And he says to her, standing over the axe, naughty. And then, fucking freeze frame. (laughs) At the end of the movie, they fucking land this ending so beautifully. This is just a fucking incredible ending. I love it so much. We get the credits with some cheerful Christmas music. Yeah. God damn. It's cheerful and creepy at the same time. It is about Santa knowing if you're naughty, but the tone is very cheerful. Do they fucking land this plane for the ending or what? So, first of all, I feel like the ending justifies my feelings about Mother Superior. Oh, Billy's brother knows what's up. Yeah, he knows absolutely what's up in here, and it definitely predicts a sequel. I don't know if there's a sequel or not. There is. Okay. And I, I will tell you right now, Billy's brother is the killer. Oh, that sounds amazing. I haven't seen like, it. I can't wait. I'm sure it is. I it, can't wait. My God. They, they set up so well. Can you, like, I just honestly can't imagine, if you're trying to set up a sequel, I can't imagine a better way to do it. Yeah. You got the brother at the orphanage. It's like, he's, it's right away, you just know, oh, fuck, he's like, his brother, he's gone. This is it now. It's so well done. Just, oh, it's, just oh my really God, really it's so done. well done. Um, so that that's it. That's the ending. Again, it was funny because I've seen this when I was younger. Some movies that we, when we watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that was a while ago, but you saw it when you were younger. You were kind of like disappointed when you saw it again as an adult. I did not feel this way in this movie. I, it lived up to or exceeded everything I felt as like a 12-year-old watching it. Great shit. This movie was, was worth watching for sure. Like I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So... Ratings time for me. 
Unless you have anything else you want to add. Uh, no, you go ahead into ratings. How bad is this movie? The acting is terrible. <laughs> yes. They're all bad actors. It's really bad. The fact that nobody at any point along the way was like, uh, we should put this guy in a Santa suit. Maybe that'll be a problem for him since his parents got murdered by a Santa Claus. No, that doesn't occur to anyone. Not well done. The music <laughs> in this movie, amazing, but not necessarily in a good way. But yeah, it's really good, but it's super on the nose. It's, re- it's really on the nose. So many boobs. Just like... There's <laughs> you can't rate it down for boobs. I'm not going to... Are you kidding? I'm writing it down. This movie is 10 out of 10 bad. Whoa! I love it. I love this movie. We'll get to the, how much I enjoyed it in a minute, but it is 10 out of 10 bad. There are no name actors in this, nor should there be. Like, even a lot of slasher movies, I'll throw, like, one name actor in there, just for, like, whatever, to give it some credibility. This movie's not worried about credibility. Holy crap. It's worried about being a fucking entertaining Christmas-themed slasher movie <laughs> slash exploration wow. of PTSD. 10 out of 10 bad. What Holy say crap. you? Holy shit. Well, 10 out of 10 bad is fantastic. I'm glad we got there. I think I've thrown that out once or twice. Um, but this movie is hard to say it's that bad for me. I think it was super well thought out. I think it was I think I think they really thought about how those events would affect Billy and change the way that they oh, wrote the script. They give him that. a great motivation, but I'm yeah. just saying like some of the choices he makes along the way make no sense. Yeah, that's fair. The acting's horrible. There's yes, it weird is. musical things. Yes, there are. The effects are not good. No, they are not. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten right. in bad. Okay, fair All enough. Right. I'm giving it a nine. How enjoyable for you. I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's a great, it's a great movie. I had movie. a lot of fun. This is maybe my closest movie to our Crit 20 ever. I'm giving it a 10. There we go. We got a 19 from yeah, you. I'm giving this a 10. Super. So you would recommend this to anyone who likes bad movies. If you have not seen this movie, you must watch it. <laughs> you must you watch it. You must watch it. It is hilarious. Oh my goodness. I mean, I was all in on Billy. I felt for him and I felt like what was happening to him was sort of unfair. And the things that he did were almost justified not quite you not made quite. you made quite a case when you were not like quite. kill that fucking nut <laughs> i mean that's probably too far although mother superior more than any other character in the entire movie probably deserved it but wow man <laughs> yeah. unbelievable yeah but uh i i think it's it is a must watch if you haven't seen this so movie. that's that's one of your highest ratings that might be my highest rate. I don't know if I've yeah. ever given anything a 10. Yeah, we can look through it. Sure. We'll have to look through the history before. We but stop drinking while we're doing these. We probably remember the other Yeah, we probably remember the stats. We should have the yeah, stats yeah, yeah. in front of us next time. Um, so here's the thing. I agree with you. This movie is so enjoyable that for the first time ever, <gasps> I am giving this movie a crit 20. It's a Christmas miracle. Woo! The first crit 20. A great fucking movie. There it is. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Great stuff. How Holy about this shit. beer? Beautiful. Yeah, but humbug. Very spice forward. Mm-hmm. Fairly easy to drink, though. I made my way through this as we were podcasting pretty quickly, not even thinking about how spicy it was. I find that they do a pretty good job of balancing that with the other flavors of the beer. So I, I think a good job for uh, Bahumbug. I would yeah, drink it again. I actually would too. It's um, it's not my usual speed, but it is only five percent alcohol, so not like super hoppy or alcohol heavy. And yeah, the, like the, their spice is definitely there. Having said that, still easy to drink, like you said. Um, 
Yeah, I would do it again. I would like it would be a good like Christmas Eve type yeah. year. Yeah, next Christmas we'll break one out. We'll watch uh, Saturday Night Deadly Saturday Night Saturday Night again. Yeah, was, oh, ooh, number two. I can't brothers wait. Doing? I can't wait to see how the little brother again. Doing. This they make. I can't remember the name of it now, but they make another. It might be. Oh my god, it might be called Silent Night. That'd be incredible. They make another Christmas themed beer. We should check it out. But yeah, like Oxfordshire, England, our first uh, our first international venture here, and I thought it was pretty good. Thank you to Witchwood Brewery. Good stuff. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Well, yeah. Thank you, to everyone, say. for listening. Uh, please follow us on uh, Twitter uh, and Instagram at the BMB Podcast. Send us movie recommendations. The BMB Podcast. The BMB Podcast at gmail.com. I'm a little bit drunk. <laughs> Fair enough, and uh, we really do appreciate you uh, listening. Absolutely. Buy yeah. the Blu-ray, guys. Buy Blu-ray. Blu-ray yeah. is good. Buy that Blu-ray. Keep it slashy. Keep it slashy. God damn it, that's good shit. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> He knows when you've been naughty.